it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. It is the Friday morning good time edition of the show. Welcome to the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in the Music City. Coming up, what we saw last night in a wild Thursday night football game between the Raiders and the Chargers. At 620, we're going to preview some of the other games on the schedule, the best games on the schedule in the NFL, followed by your college bowl season picks at 640 in the 7 o'clock hour. More from pro football, and we'll definitely tell you which games are getting our money. NFL futures come your way at 720 before we look at today's NBA slate at 740. And finally, during the 8 o'clock hour, more action from the NFL with teams jockeying for playoff position. And at 845 on this Friday, the Dogster gets the spotlight for a few minutes along with our best bets. Chelsea, good morning. How are you? I liked the little intro there. The Friday Good Times edition of the daily tip as opposed to what the monday we hate to be here edition of the daily tip well (laughs) you know what i'm bringing this back now because i used to do this and i don't know why it came to me back in the day i used to work every friday night at comcast sportsnet later nbc sports washington and i would always call it the friday night good time edition and it kind of caught on where my anchor would be like hey it's a friday night good time edition it's a friday we're gonna have a good weekend so now I'm switching it up, and it's the Friday morning good time edition because we're going to have a good time going into the weekend. Come full circle. Ooh, I like yeah. it. It feels like I'm about to watch like a block of really good shows when I was like 12. Like, remember they used to have like blocks of shows and they had certain names for it? I'm trying oh, yeah. to think because they had like Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Step by Step. And then Saturday mornings, which today's kids will never know the pleasure of because everything is streaming now. Saturday mornings, you had like cartoons. And if you were an older Mm -hmm. kid, they had like certain shows for you too. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the names of those. Didn't they like brand them a certain thing? Oh, yeah. There was, there was a, what was it during the mornings? I forget because I'm so old now, but Saturday morning cartoons were such a thing. You're right. They had blocks and it was shows and it was show after show after show. And you knew to tune in at a certain time every single morning and what you were going to get. I can't remember the title, but I, I do know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like one of them was like Friday night block party or something like that. 
something to that effect where they had like all of these great shows back to back to mm -hmm. back. And you're like, Oh my God, I've got to be home. Uh, and you know, <laughs> when you're 12 years old, you don't really have that many plans on the weekends. So guess what? I was always home. You know what? I always remember, God, I'm gonna date myself, but it was such a fun time. It was in the eighties when music videos were really big and before the internet. And of course, we would have small town Texas. We would all go to the football game on Friday night. And then our parents would have these parties afterwards where they would all get together at someone's house. And so all the kids would gather in one room. And I think it was on TBS. They had night tracks. Bill, do you remember this? It was every Friday night. And they would count down the top 10 videos in the country from 10 to 1. So we would all be in front of the TV like, oh my God, what song, what video is number 10, number 9? And we would just all hang out and wait for a new music video to be released. I remember that really well. I was a TRL kid because that was the show okay. of my generation. I remember but that. But what bothered me about TRL is that they would show like a minute and a half of the video and then they would cut it off. I'm like, we're literally <laughs> watching for the music videos and you're only showing us the chorus? What are we doing here? But I do miss that era of TV where everybody would watch at the same time. That's mm -hmm. why sports are still so amazing. Like, not only do we love sports, it is the last really viewing experience that we do together as a nation at the same you time. You want to see live. Because, yeah. Yeah. Like, are you going to DVR the game and watch it, especially after you see the score of last night's game? Do you say, <laughs> oh, I want to watch that now? 63 to 21. Good God, Holy Jinx. Lord. Did you believe this score when you first checked it this morning? I thought no. there was something wrong with my browser. I woke up <laughs> and what I always do is grab my phone and I take it off airplane mode. And all of a sudden these notifications just start popping up like crazy. And I saw Raiders score records, 63 points. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I was like, what Raiders team? Some basketball team that I don't know about. What's a Raiders team in college basketball? I'm trying to think of a good the Raiders. Raiders. There's definitely one. I'm trying to think of it. Is it like Middle Tennessee State, the Blue Raiders? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, the Blue Raiders. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So I thought it was something like that. And I was like, eh, I don't know why I'm getting this notification. I was like, wait, the Las Vegas Raiders scored 63 points? I was almost impressed. The Chargers got 21. I could not believe this game. And my bets got crushed last night. And actually, my only bet that won was in this game, but I had the under. So the under uh, did not hit, Chelsea. How about your bet? Uh, well, it was a tough night for me. I had Austin Eckler over 29 and a half receiving yards. He finished with 29. So that was a tough loss. Like, what am I going to say there? Like, it sucks that I lost, but <laughs> it was all over it. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> I love my bets yesterday. I loved my card. It doesn't matter. I went one and three. I'm having a tough week, guys. Chargers, Raiders, under 34 and a hook. Uh, no. Austin Eckler, over three and a half receptions. Barely, he got four. Had Blackhawks, Kraken, under six and a half. The two lowest scoring teams in the league. The Kraken win, 7-1. Lightning, Oilers had the Oilers on the money line. Oilers had won eight straight. 
they take the L. Lightning wins 7-4. So 1-3 for me. 1-1 one one night for the Dogster. He had Furman at Tulane over 172. Tulane wins 117-110. An easy winner with 227 points scored to that one. And Grambling State at Drake minus 23 and a hook. Drake wins 68-56. A loss there. So for the week, Chelsea, you're still 3-2. I am on the struggle bus. 4-7. The Dogster is 3-5. It is a daily tip from Beck UL presented by BetMGM on a Friday morning. Good time edition. Last night, Thursday night football, holy Lord, the Raiders, not Middle Tennessee State, Las Vegas crushes L.A. 63-21. The Raiders were laying three. They were minus 165 on the money line. Total set at 36. The over hits. Four days ago, the Raiders lost to the Vikings 3-0. Last night, they scored the most points in franchise history. They led 42-0 at the half. Three points shy of the NFL all-time record for a halftime lead. Aiden O'Connell, 20 of 34, 248 yards, and four touchdowns. Third down and two. Blitz coming. Passes. Reached for and pulled in for the touchdown by Jacoby Myers. Al Michaels with the call on Amazon Prime. We get a trick play touchdown in the third quarter when Myers finds Devontae Adams in the end zone. We get a big boy touchdown from defensive tackle John Jenkins, who returns a fumble 44 yards for a score also in the third. And then to top things off, the Raiders pull off a pick six in the fourth when Jack Jones intercepts Easton Stick. Austin Eckler saying after the game, quote, we just got our butts kicked. That's all I got for you. And they did, Chelsea. This was a butt-kicking of epic proportions. Man, the NFL seemed drunk last night. Isn't this <laughs> what happened kind of on a smaller scale when we saw the Steelers and the Patriots square off? Because everybody said, oh, this game's going to be garbage. And it was. Mm -hmm. This game was garbage just in a different way. The fact that there was five yeah. turnovers by the Chargers, four fumbles lost, two defensive special teams touchdowns, and a pick in this game. This game had it all, with the exception of a security blanket for uh, Brandon Staley moving forward. Like, how do you think he felt walking up to the podium after this game? And I saw some of the quotes. <laughs> he said, uh, somebody asked him, they, they said, do you think you're going to have a job on Monday? He said, I don't know. Like, how yeah. do you even respond to that? Like, do you say, mm, all right, well, I'm going to clean out my desk. It's been nice knowing you guys. But this has to be the nail in the coffin for Brandon Staley, right? I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets fired during our show. It would not shock me if during the 8 o'clock hour we say something like, according to Adam Schefter from ESPN, Brandon Staley is out as Chargers head coach. And I saw that soundbite you were talking about. And what was even more painful to watch is someone said, yeah, do you think you're going to have your job? And he was like, I do, or I don't know. I'm not really sure. And someone goes, do you think you should? Why? And he goes, because I know all the work I put in. It was really tenuous there in the post-game presser. And I get it. We've been talking about Brandon Staley getting fired for weeks. This just feels like, as you were saying, the nail in the coffin. It's over for him. This is embarrassing, too. Because it's one thing if you lose your starting quarterback – I don't think anybody expected the Chargers to be good in this game, but mm -hmm. a beatdown of this level, this is just embarrassing. 
And it's going to yeah. take a while for the Chargers to recover from this. Uh, I don't think they do. Um, we have actually seen a team recover from this, though. Remember the Broncos gave up 70, uh, one of the first games of the season. They recovered, but we're also sitting on December 15th. I don't think there's enough mm-hmm. time in the season for the Chargers to really make anything of this season. From a prop standpoint, one would think that when you score 63 points and 21 points, that all of the props would hit, but they really didn't. I feel like it's almost impressive that Aiden O'Connell only threw for 248 yards (laughs) in a 63-point win. This game was so drunk. This is the most bizarre game I've seen in a while. And can we complain about this game being bad? Because it was bad, but I will say this. It was somewhat entertaining, like the first five minutes. But I remember looking up during the second quarter and thinking, oh my God, there's still nine minutes left to play in the half? This game's taking forever. This game was like watching like YMCA football, like just lower level. It did not (laughs) seem like NFL football. And that's why Brandon Staley will go. And when you mentioned the Broncos and the Dolphins dropping 70 on them, the difference is Sean Payton has a resume. He has a history. He has a ring. And you just brought him in. So you can say, well, this is an embarrassing loss, but we're going to give this guy time based on his reputation and what he's done. If you're Brandon Staley, what have you done in the NFL? Dead Ruin silence. Justin Nothing. Herbert. Ruin Justin Herbert. Embarrassed your franchise. This guy, Last year, gave up one of the biggest leads in franchise history in the playoffs. It's just bad experience, bad experience after bad experience for the Chargers with Brandon Staley as head coach. And I think he knows it. You know when you're about to head out the door, and you could just see it in his demeanor yesterday when you saw him being asked about that after the game. And this is one of those NFL games. It's so rare. You know when you're talking about almost a record for points and a half. I believe the biggest halftime lead in NFL history was 45 nothing. So this was 42 nothing. When you're talking about the most points in franchise history for the Raiders and it happened against you, when you're talking about things like that, that does not pretend well for you if you're an NFL head coach and Brandon Staley. So, again, he's out of here. This was embarrassing, and it's one of those games where everything went wrong. I mean, every they couldn't do anything right. That's an embarrassing performance if you're L.A. Okay, so we kind of expected a bad game from the Chargers. Maybe not this bad. Mm -hmm. But did anybody expect 63 points from the Raiders? And, Jake, let's look at the past week of football. You know, at least the primetime games. We have the Raiders scoring 63, the Titans Mm -hmm. winning outright as 14-point dogs, the Giants winning another game. Does this make you nervous at all about the upcoming week in the NFL, about using logic and numbers and trying to pick some of these games i'm not gonna lie this time of year everything's thing seems very wonky and i'm a little nervous to use my brain and say okay the logic says this is the game how the game should go because right now logic need not apply in the nfl i can't pick anything right right now my nba picks garbage my hockey picks garbage my nfl picks garbage the only thing that you I'm hanging on to this NBA morning, games. well, I have, and they have been bad. I am 0-3 this year. That's an over. Three total. That's, that's bottom of the Eastern Conference. 
The only thing I'm holding on to is that the Texas women's volleyball team won last night and playing for the national title. That's where I am, Chelsea. That's where I am on this Friday morning. It's all I got. It's all I have. You're going to see Texas play in a college football playoff game. I don't want to hear it. NC State, (laughs) my team, is playing in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Save it. (laughs) You know what? I'll give you an NC State pep talk. Didn't they just get Grayson McCall out of the portal? Yeah. From Coastal? Oh, come on. And listen, you're going to win the Pop-Tarts Bowl outright, and then... You're going to love it when the Wolfpack players walk over to that Pop-Tart mascot and start taking bites out of him. You can actually eat the mascot. I just hope they don't bite too deeply and then all of a sudden they get a shoulder or something. Well, I want to eat the Pop-Tart. Like, I'm not going to have any joy watching somebody else eat a Pop-Tart. I want my own life-size Pop-Tart. If they win, I'll send you Pop-Tarts in the mail. It'll be my Christmas gift, and you're going to love them. Whatever flavor you want. you probably like strawberry or something like that, right? Huh? Coming up next year on the show. Yes, you do. The Cowboys are one of the hottest teams in the league. Dak Prescott is leading the MVP race. Will that change after Sunday's game in Buffalo? We'll talk about it next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Oh, double day, give it to me, buddy. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up in just a bit, the biggest games in the NFL this Sunday, including a Battle of the Bays at Lambeau Field. We don't ever do a an MVP Friday on this show. We save that for Monday. But I have an MVP this morning, Chelsea. When I walk into the break room and I just loaded up this coffee, this is all coffee. I was drinking Red Bull. Oh, I haven't had Red Bull in a long time. I'm about to put that to the side. I was wondering over the past few weeks because there was a warning on the display of the coffee maker that said, rinse brewer tablet. And I'm like, oh God, that thing's gonna be, that that message will be there for two years. Who in the world is gonna rinse the brewer tablet, right? So over the past two or three days, I'm like, yep, there it is, there it is. I come in this morning, you old son of a gun, and guess who was cleaning out the coffee maker and rinsing the brewer tablet? tablet i'll give you one guess because you know who it is it has to be raj right raj yes raj i demand that roger be named the president of odyssey today (laughs) (laughs) he does everything it's amazing this guy is an engineer here if he's not fixing the equipment he's working on the tv in the break room he's rinsing the brewer tablet in the coffee maker I'm going to hire Roger just to do some things around my house. This guy's incredible. And then I walk by his office, and every now and then, his office, which is actually down here on this level, door closed, and he's jamming in some classic rock. When I grew up, I want to be just like Raj. This guy has become my idol. Does it all. Okay, question. What is a brewer tablet? 
I don't think I know what that is. And I certainly have never cleaned one. <laughs> well, my understanding is, in fact, I don't even know. This is just a BS answer. I think with the, with the it sort of keeps and filters the water as it mixes together with the coffee or whatever you put in your coffee to make the cup. It's basically more about the water than anything else, just to kind of filter it. And so when it gets dirty, it's been used a lot. You need to rinse it and keep it clean. I think that's right. Is this a fancy coffee machine or is this just like a run of the mill coffee machine? Because I don't uh, think I've ever heard of a brewer tablet. I have a coffee machine and I clean it. Yeah. I don't know what a brewer tablet is. I wouldn't say, well, it's more industrial. I wouldn't say fancy. It's not like it's a Nespresso machine. Like I'm going in there and I get my little cup and I'm like, ooh, I'm pour myself a double espresso. I, I deserve it this morning. But it's not it's not like a Mr. Coffee either, where it's just a, a pot under a brewer. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's fancy in the sense that it's a larger machine. It's got a touchscreen on it, so that's nice. But I, I don't know if fancy is the right word, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, what's your take on Nespresso machines? Because mm. if you know somebody who has an espresso machine, you have heard about yeah. it incessantly. These people, you know, are in a cult when it comes to Nespresso. <laughs> so it just makes espresso, right? Am I missing something? I used to have an espresso machine, but oh, I got rid of it. What happened? Oh, oh. well, I, I got to keep it as part of my divorce. I was like, I'm keeping that machine. <laughs> by God, I bought that machine. You wanted it and I bought it. I'm keeping it which I didn't really care that much. But here's the thing about Nespresso. It's very good. It's also expensive, especially when you drink a lot of coffee. And in the mornings, because of this show, I drink a ton of coffee. And so you run through these pods so quickly that I was like, I'm spending so much money on coffee each month and I don't want to spend, I love coffee, but I'm not some sort of coffee connoisseur. So if you like an occasional coffee or maybe a morning espresso or something like that, I can see it being something that maybe you like. But if you drink a lot of coffee on a regular basis, like I do, then all of a sudden I'm just running through these pods and I don't want to spend 75, $100 a month on coffee. It's just ridiculous. I thought this is, this is a waste. It, and it gets that expensive. I swear to God, these pods are pricey. So I thought I don't need this. And I went to Amazon and I got me a regular coffee maker. Done. And I'm, I'm much more happy with it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I don't mind spending a lot of money on coffee if somebody else is going to make it for me. But if I still have to make it <laughs> yes. and I'm spending all that money, I don't know why I'm like this. But when somebody else makes my food or my coffee for me, it mm -hmm. seems to taste better. Do you ever find yourself thinking this way? Like whenever I yes. cook, I'm sure it's fine. I know I'm not a five-star chef, but like certain things you know, like coffee. 
How much mm-hmm. better can a black cup of coffee be when you literally <laughs> buy the Starbucks coffee, the ground coffee, and you put it in your machine at home? I don't know why it just tastes better when I buy it from somebody else, but in my mind, it's always better. Well, it is better because they're using these these machines that cost thousands and thousands of dollars to brew your coffee. So I feel like you should get a better cup of coffee if you're going to pay for it. You just can't replicate that at home unless you're some sort of expert and you have some sort of, I don't know, some sort of apparatus that allows you to brew something on that sort of level. Do you know what I mean? They have all, they should make a better cup of coffee because they have the equipment to do it and they're charging you for it. One would hope so. Even though when I go Mm. to Dunkin', it's like a bunch of high school kids that, okay, (laughs) did I tell you about my experience at Dunkin' Donuts the other day? I get their refreshers, which is green tea mixed with like some kind of flavor syrup. You know, they call it refreshers. It has some caffeine in it, but it's mostly green tea. I go in there. I had ordered online already and I walk in. They're like, we ran out of green tea. We made this with sweet tea. Is that okay? I said, no. Sweet no. tea's not the same thing as green tea. I hate sweet tea. They're like, oh, so what do you want us to do? I'm like, I don't want sweet tea. Like, I don't know who these kids are working at Dunkin', but my God, did they get under my skin? <laughs> yeah, I get this. That's just sweet bad tea? customer service. My mom yesterday, she was like, please <laughs> send me something you want for Christmas. Please, please. I was like, mom, I don't want anything. I'm fine. She's like, no, no, just send me something. I was like, all right, fine. Here's a here's a pair of boots from J. Crew. If you don't want to get them, don't. It's not a big deal. So she orders them, and and she's like, "Oh, I tried to order these. They're not in your size." I'm like, "Don't worry about it. I'll find something else." Five minutes later, she texts me back. She goes, "Nope, I got them. I got them." I was like, "So they went from out of stock to in stock in five minutes?" I'm like, "Oh, I can tell this is going to be an issue." So mom finally calls me ten minutes later, and she said she got a call from J. Crew. And they said, hey, we know this order went through, but actually we're out of size 11, so we're just going to give you a size 12. They, they, they run they run small. And she's like, no. The answer is no. Like, I, my son's feet are size 11. <laughs> you don't just give me a size 12 and be like, yeah, don't worry about it. And she's like, no, cancel the order. It's kind of the same premise, which is this is not what I ordered, and you're just arbitrarily deciding to replace it with something different. I didn't order this. It's not the same thing. It's not like, the same. Well, you'll just have to wear them. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's one yeah. thing if you're at a restaurant, it's some si- uh, some sort of food that's like similar, but like shoes, you're going to be walking around looking like a clown yeah. with like your feet shuffling all the time. Like how do they not have enough common sense to understand that? I don't know. Maybe it was one of those kids that used to work at Duncan and now he's working at J. Crew. <laughs> It's from the same set. Who knows? This is a week after the Duncan incident. You never know. Chelsea. Ah, God. Let's let's not mislead the people like these bad customer service representatives. Let's give them the straight dope when it comes to the NFL this weekend. And we're going to start with the Steelers and the Colts in Indy. Colts are laying a point and a half. Colts are minus 125 on the money line. Steelers are plus 105. Total set at 42 and a hook. Steelers are the sixth seed. Colts are the seventh seed. The winner will be the sixth seed in the NFL playoffs moving forward, at least for the next week or so. And maybe fifth, depending on what happens in the Browns-Bears game. What is going to happen between Pittsburgh and Indy? This one doesn't make a ton of sense to me. 
because mm-hmm. the Steelers feel like a team where you almost go by gut feeling, or at least that's what I do when it comes to the Steelers, because doesn't it feel like a team that usually does their best when nobody expects it? I think that's the reason why Mike Tomlin is yeah. one of the best underdog head coaches in the NFL. Him and Mike Rabel are the two guys you look at when they're getting uh, getting points. But this line has gone down. So clearly some people are agreeing with that sentiment because wasn't this line two and a half just a couple of days ago? But do you really want to put your hard-earned money on the Steelers' offense? I think that is the biggest question and the reason why I'm staying away from this game. Because if you were playing this game based on the line movement, you would say, okay, I'm going to follow the money. Looks like the Steelers are the play. But, Jenks, do you want to follow the money here and play the Steelers? I don't think I do. <sighs> no, I really, really don't. I, do you want to trust your money with Mitch Trubisky? I don't. I, I like the under. More than anything else, because Trubisky is bad. He's actually a downgrade, I think. There was some talk. Oh, he'll come in. He might be better than Kenny Pickett. No, he has not been at all. Gardner Minshew is banged up. Jonathan Taylor is out. I just don't see this getting past 42 and a hook. I would go under, but I can't trust the Steelers. That offense, they got a boost for like one week without Matt Canada, and then it was right back in the toilet. Also, does it not worry you what we've seen from backup quarterbacks lately when it comes to totals? I'm not saying these backup quarterbacks are lighting up the world, but last night we saw a final score of 63-21 to in a game that featured two backup quarterbacks. And then, what was it, the Patriots and the Steelers? A couple of backup quarterbacks squaring off. That one went over the total as well. Does it scare you a bit because the recent trends that we've seen with some of these backup quarterbacks and totals? Yeah, I'm not going to bet this game. I'm not going to do it. I would let me put it this way. I would lean to the under, but who knows what's going to happen in a game like this? I got to ask you about Cowboys and Bills. To me, this is the most fascinating game on the schedule. It's in Buffalo. The Bills are laying two points. The Bills are minus 130. The Cowboys are plus 110. Your total at Bet MGM, the King of Parlays, 50 and a hook. The Bills are fascinating. 11th place in the AFC. They got to keep winning to keep pace in the wild card hunt. Cowboys currently second in the NFC. So Cowboys are looking good. Bills need to keep winning and need some help. But I like Buffalo this weekend. It it feels like to me that a lot of people are going to see the Cowboys getting points and hammer Dallas. But I think Buffalo wins this game. This definitely looks like the square dog of the week, does it not? The Cowboys mm-hmm. getting two, sure a team does. that uh, has looks like the cream of the crop for most of the season. Dak Prescott, one of the favorites to win the MVP. But the real test for the Cowboys here is playing away from home. If you look at Dak Prescott, his completion percentage dips almost 10% when he is playing away from Jerry World. Completion percentage of 63% in road games. Eight touchdowns to four interceptions. Those numbers are a far cry from the video game numbers that he has been putting up at home so far this season. So this is a big litmus test for the Cowboys. Can they play this well on the road? And can they do it against good opponents? Because we do have a win for the Cowboys over a good Eagles team. But remember the situational spot that the Eagles were in coming off that gauntlet of a stretch where they had an overtime game against the Bills. They uh, played the Chiefs at Arrowhead and sandwiched in between those two games um, between uh, them and the Cowboys. So it was just a tough spot for the Eagles. So I think the Bills have to be the side here. This is another one of those games where your sports betting intuition 
just says, Mm -hmm. okay, judging by the line and the spot, the Bills have to be the right side. Like, there's not a whole lot of analysis to it. But do you ever see a game and you say, okay, I've been in this business long enough to know that when you are getting a signal like this, this is the right side. Yes, you immediately have to go against your instincts. And that's something I kind of think is learned. Because when you first start off sports betting, when you see something that looks so obvious, what's your natural inclination? You go right after it. You say, oh, Cowboys, you think once I'm hammering that, I'm hammering that. And it, now, listen, the Cowboys can win this game. This is how betting mm-hmm. works. But I think we both agree that when you see something like this, you immediately have to go against your initial instinct and try to make a case for what seems like the non-obvious side because oftentimes it is the right side. Especially in the NFL where things can get crazy. Like we've seen the last week in the NFL, it is very hard to go an entire season using a strategy saying, oh, well, this makes sense. This team's getting points. They are getting points for a reason. And I'll say they're only getting two points. This isn't at a Mm -hmm. field goal. Jenks, if this gets to three, would you be on the Cowboys or is it still Bills for you? No, I. the Cowboys are a different team on the road away from home. Mm -hmm. Still a very good team, but they've won 15 straight in Dallas. If you're going to catch Dallas, you're going to catch them on the road. And also, Cowboys traveling north. I need to look at the weather in Buffalo. Regardless, the Bills are a desperate team right now. They're a desperate team at home, and I think that makes them a dangerous team. They have nothing to lose except maybe getting kicked out of the playoff race. But what I mean is they have to pull out all the stops, whatever it takes to win every single game. And so because of that, I I would still stay with Buffalo here. Yeah, I think I would too, Uh, especially at minus two. Or you could just take them on the money line, minus 130. Would you do that? Yeah. Minus 130? I think I I probably would. And Matt just put this in the chat. 91% chance of rain on Sunday in Buffalo. I'll take the team familiar with the elements. Coming up next here on the show, what are we going to talk about? I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. College football bowl season, baby. It kicks off tomorrow morning. And yeah, damn right, I bet it on the cricket celebration bowl. It's the Daily Tip for BQL, presented by BetMGM. And it's next. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Chelsea, I saw something that I loved this morning. I was checking the gram. And I had no idea that your daughter, Blake, is a superstar actress because she played the role of a cow last night. She sang a lovely song called Happy Birthday, Jesus. It was adorable. (laughs) And I see a future for Blake. How was the show? Oh, my God. So she was upset that she had to be a cow. She wanted to be an angel, but somebody's (laughs) got to be the cow in the nativity scene. And Blake fit the role. So she uh, I should set the table. She's four. This is a Mother's Day out Christmas play. Like She's not even in kindergarten yet. So it was pretty off the rails. There were several kids crying the entire time. You know, a couple of the kids ran to Mm -hmm. their parents as soon as they saw them. 
But for most of the time, Blake literally just stood there and stared at me. I was like, honey, go ahead and sing. Because she sings all the time at home. But she did not want to sing until the finale. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy we birthday. We have talked about Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Now, Happy I, I birthday. wish that the kids were that in sync and actually sang things at the program, but they weren't. But Blake loves the song Happy Birthday, Jesus, and it was the last song oh, in yeah. the Christmas play. She actually started singing during that one. What a performance. It brought down the wow. house. This place was on its feet for Happy Birthday, Jesus. So this is what my <laughs> life entails lately. Watching my four-year-old dressed as a cow singing Happy Birthday, Jesus. And of course, like other kids were screaming. It was as wild and off the rails as you would expect a Mother's Day out of ages from one to four would be. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a great performance. Here I am thinking, maybe I'll go to the Kennedy Center tonight and watch some sort of performance. No, 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 no. They're not dressing up kids as cows. I don't see Happy Birthday Jesus on the schedule tonight. That sounds awesome to me, Chelsea. I think, does Blake have a future as an actress? Would you push her in that direction? You start. You got to start no. somewhere. First, first it's an animal, all right? Then you get into the human roles, all right? You kind of dabble there, and then you move on. Next thing you know, child star, Oscar winner, proud mother. She's on stage. I remember, this is going to sound so dumb. I started dressing up as a cow, and I sang happy birthday, Jesus, and my mom was always there. And here I am, best actress in a dramatic role. It could happen. No, she absolutely hates the spotlight. Like, she is so painfully shy. I told you. She yeah. literally just stood there staring for most of the time and then covered her face for half of it. Like, she's not yeah. somebody who loves attention, and she doesn't want people looking at her. So I don't think that a role in show business is necessarily in the cards. She's pretty good at, you know, swinging the baseball bat. Mm -hmm. She's pretty good at golf. I think she's going to like sports a little bit more than, you know, having all eyes on her at a production of whatever it may be. Well, regardless, your good mom was a great performance. I honestly, I was in the the lift this morning as I was coming to work and I saw that and I started laughing. I was like, oh, I've forgotten about that. So that's pretty cool that you were there, that she got to do that. So good on you, Chelsea. You know what else also good this weekend? Coming up, it's called College Football Bowl Season. It starts tomorrow morning, and I am so excited to get to it. I have handicapped every game on this schedule, which is ridiculous, by the way. I didn't have to do that, but I got so excited, I just did it. So I do want to say, I just want to throw out a pick for the Cricket Celebration Bowl before we get started, <laughs> because no one is handicapping this game, all right? No one. It's Howard taking on Florida A&M. A lot of people, I bet, don't even know this game's going on. I just want to say very quickly, Florida A&M minus seven is the play. This is a rivalry. We got two HBCU schools here, so maybe that's a sabotage factor. These guys always play each other close. But the Rattlers, number two in the FCS in scoring defense, number one in tackles for loss. They have allowed more than 20 points just twice all season long. I am laying seven with Florida A&M in the cricket celebration bowl, Chelsea. I just wanted to get that one out of the way. This is so out of left field that they don't even have odds <laughs> for it or like trends and, you know, numbers to look at on most of the sites where you can look at the matchups. 
Like this one didn't mm-hmm. even make the cut. And there's like 70 other bowl games that made the cut. So congratulations to you for finding this game. I think I'm going to go with a game that's maybe not one of the marquee matchups, but still mm-hmm. one that's a little bit more easy to find when it comes to information. I'm going to take Georgia Southern minus three over Ohio when it comes to what bowl game is this? Uh, let's see. It is the Myrtle Beach Myrtle Bowl. Myrtle Beach Bowl. An 11 a.m. kickoff. What a treat. Your bowl game kicks off at 11 a.m. Uh, so the key storyline in this is Ohio is going to be missing their starting quarterback, Curtis Rourke. They're also missing two of their leading receivers. So I think you follow the money here. I think that's an important thing to do when it comes to these bowl games. Look at the line when it opened and look at the line Mm -hmm. where it is now. In fact, it's already three and a half in some spots. You can still grab a three at some shop. So obviously do that. It is a key number. Uh, But this is a different situation than regular college football games because we have so much time in between. So really, we have time to monitor these lines. And clearly, they're going to move. So I'll follow the money here and uh, bank on Georgia Southern. Who Do you remember the famous quote from Nick Saban talking about Georgia Southern? (laughs) What was it again? I forget. They ran through us like bleep through a tin horn. It's one of Nick Saban's best (laughs) rants ever. I'm on Georgia Southern, too. This will be one of my plays. I'm going to buy the hook. I'm going to play Georgia Southern minus three. The line has actually flipped in this game. Ohio started mm-hmm. off as the favorite, but Ohio is down two, two of their quarterbacks, so they're playing a third-string quarterback. They're down their top two receivers. They're down their top two running backs. They're down their top linebacker. All of those guys are in the portal. So Georgia Southern has a really bad defense. However, you have to wonder with the Bobcats – having so many starters out of this game, and how motivated are they to be there? Because this is a team that was supposed to do better in the MAC this season. And the MAC, as much as we love MACTION, they don't have a great record against the number when it comes to bowl games in recent years. So I am all over Georgia Southern. What is another game on the schedule that stands out to you? We got the New Orleans Bowl. We got the Cure Bowl, the New Mexico Bowl, the L.A. Bowl, the Independence Bowl. I mean, it is bowl season, and we get it all day. Yeah, I think I'm going to be with you on New Mexico State because this is one that you brought up and you really liked. I've looked into it, and I think I'll be with you. Uh, I remember watching New Mexico State, what was it, last week against Liberty. I really like them because this is a New Mexico State that betters are aware of. In fact, they ended the season on a really hot stretch of covering numbers, uh, winning a lot of those games outright as underdogs. So whenever you see a team like that, I think that's usually a solid play in a bowl matchup, especially when you look at Fresno State, a team that has not been covering one and seven against the spread in their last eight games, uh, New Mexico State 10 and one against the spread in their last 11. And of course, the time that I played them against Liberty didn't cover a 10 point spread, but you've got to remember that game was really close. Uh, I feel like they yeah. should have covered that number. This game was tied at halftime. They put up 35, but the defense gave up 49 to a really talented Liberty team that uh, I think they only lost, what, one or two games this season? So I'll take New Mexico State in the New Mexico Bowl. I love that pick. Diego Pavia is my guy. He is a great, not a two-way player, but he is a guy who does it with his arm, with his legs. He is that New Mexico State offense, and they're going to have that home field advantage. The trip from 
Las Cruces to Albuquerque is like three hours and 20 minutes. And also, if you look at Fresno State, they are one in seven against the number in their last eight games overall. They don't want to play in this game. I'm on New Mexico State as well. I Here's another pick I love. Let's go to the Cure Bowl in your favorite city, Chelsea. Orlando. Oh, God. Miami of Ohio <laughs> taking on App State. I'm going under 43. You got to dance with the one who brung you. Miami of Ohio has a great defense. Red Hawks, sixth best defense in the entire country. They allow 16.2 points per game. They won their last five straight games in a conference, the MAC, to take home the title. So they're playing good football right now. The problem is they're without their starting quarterback. And so they're going to play great defense and shut down App State. But they're, they're not going to be able to move the ball themselves. And look at the weather forecast tomorrow in Orlando. Showers, high winds. This is going to be a slugfest. I'm going under 43 at the Cure Bowl. It's already come down from 44 and a hook. Does it ever scare you to play totals when it is a backup quarterback, especially in college where I'm not sure if the drop down is always like that massive? Like I get why you're yeah. playing it in this specific scenario, but do you get the point that I'm trying to make? Because sometimes we just see chaos in college football games. Yeah. And 43 is an absurdly low total mm-hmm. for a college football game. Like when's the last time we saw a total like this that didn't involve like a Big Ten team? It feels oh. really low. <laughs> I agree. This is what I would say is that if you're talking about these major power five programs, they recruit so well, especially if you're a blue blood like a Michigan or Bama or Georgia, you can have a backup come in who may not be that experienced, but maybe you don't get that precipitous drop off because of the recruits that they get. If you're talking about Miami of Ohio and at state or New Mexico state or some of these lower level teams, then I think there is a more significant drop off because you don't have those four and five star recruits coming in. So I think once you go from your starter to your backup, then it can really hamstring your offense. Okay, one more question about bowl season. Do you ever take coaching into the handicap because you have so much extra time to prepare? Because again, this is a different scenario than regular season games. Some coaches, if you think they're idiots, you would say, okay, the time off is not necessarily a good thing. But mm-hmm. if it is a better coach, like who's the bowl that Rich Rodriguez is coaching? I feel like that was a good Jacksonville State. New Orleans Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I'm on Jacksonville State. I'm taking them on the money line. Minus 145 against Louisiana. Rich Rod? Sure. My card is going to be so stupid today. I just added a hockey bat and I just needed some. I just needed some backup from Matt, some little pat on the back. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. Coming up next year on the show. All right, it's time to look forward to NFL Sunday and decide which games we like best. Pick six coming your way on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.